That's why they always say I do. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians, Baylor's Alert, Rockmore, and Suckless in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. Seems like you barely made it through that one. You were fi- you're hanging yeah, on. You're hanging on. There was some there was some words. Yeah. 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 It was th- there was it was a little chewy. Yeah. I've yeah. got to admit. Yeah, but you got you stuck to landing. That's the important part. Yeah, you know, we could probably we could start from the top, nah, but what's the point? No. Nah. We're not we're not about that life. No, no, we're real. We're raw and real. It's true. So how's it going? Not bad. Not bad, actually, not bad. Yeah. Did you uh were you busy this past weekend? Past weekend, let's see. So I had um I picked up a, a random acoustic night um yep. uh, by surprise on Saturday. Um my guy who who we canceled with the, with the full band the week before. Yes. Uh called me out of the blue and asked if I could cover a, a cancellation and so I did that on Saturday night and that was fun. Friday night the night before was trivia or, or sorry, karaoke, pardon me. And it was the third night of our three dates we set and um we had a pretty full house of regulars and then three randos. Three, you know, uh, civilians, non, non-regulars came and sang with us and will be regulars going forward. So, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, the, you were talking about that whole deal kind of involves like a community of like regular folks. It totally does. And they all, they, the ultimate desire is to bring new folks in. Right, so right. ultimately that was the achievement. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. And the manager of that awesome. place reached out and we're talking about next dates. And so, yeah, it looks like that's going forward. Booyah. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We were going to do um, trivia on the patio at State Street Wine, the place that I did that fill-in gig on Saturday night, but it was uh, it got down into the 40s during the time that yeah. would have been, and we just looked at it and said, that's not good. The space inside wouldn't really work for that show, so we just we called it. Yeah, we've got um, we've got a gig this, this Saturday, and it's like, the weather will probably be okay, but we've also got another show in the next couple of weeks that is 100% outdoors. I'm like, if things are going the way they're going now, I'm not sure if this is going to be doable yeah. or feasible. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is weird because it was like hot, sticky and miserable. And then all of a sudden it was cold, yeah. sticky and miserable. Yeah. We usually get a little fall around here, but I don't know what's happened this year. Yeah. We, we, definitely did not get any of that either. So in the same boat. Yeah. Meantime, we're prepping the, um, the Halloween show, um, Mm -hmm. 29th and, um, have a sub bassist who was our former bassist. He was, he was with us for a while and then got too busy and, uh, backed out and brought us our current bassist and she can't make this one. So he's in for this one. And so he and I met one-on-one earlier this week and ran him through some stuff, a lot of which he remembered. And and he's a, he's a, he's a big time pro full-timer. Right. Um, graduate of the same jazz program as our current bassist. I think they were classmates. So huge ears. And, uh, um, so he'll do fine, but, um, we have, you know, our way we transition through stuff that I need to get him refreshed on and things we've changed since he was playing with us that we need to get him up to speed on. So we're going to get together again on Saturday with, uh, all four of us and run some stuff. So we'll be ready to roll. Yeah, we're kind of in the same boat. Um, this uh, we've got a Halloween thing that popped up for Saturday, and our um, bass player can't do it, but our one of like our second call guy is available. So we're trying to figure out, you know, the songs we're going to do. It's kind of like a mix of '80s and '90s with a couple of the Halloween tunes that we would normally play, kind of thrown in as thriller? well. Did you get thriller? 
Yes, Thriller is nice. in the mix as well as Watching Me and uh, Ghostbusters. We cool. we had <laughs> we had toyed with the idea of throwing Dead Man's Party back in, but uh, everybody was just a scotch too gun shy, so it's yeah. just not going to happen this year. Yeah. And then the next kind of like big thing is um, November. We've got a show. We got shows on the 11th and the 12th. Both weddings, both uh, different playlists, both different band lineups. Wow. It's a lot. And the 12th feels okay. The 11th, I kind of want to jump in front of a bus about. Mm. If I'm being perfectly honest. I gotcha. We have... um... There's just way more moving parts and just trying to make it all work is... um, more challenging than your normal, you know, run of the mill situation. So, yeah, we have a road gig, not a fly gig, a road gig up to Asheville on the 23rd of November. That is a wedding like thing, but they're already married. It's just the reception part. Right. Um, so, um, I kind of get it. She's, she's been, we've been going back and forth a lot and, um, she's never done this kind of thing before and is kind of doing it on her own. And so I'm trying to shepherd her through it and it's, um, it's going to be a ton of fun, but the negotiation and decision-making is slow. Well, you know, as, you know, as a band leader and as a musician, you should be in a situation where you have done this before and the client has not. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. When it comes to weddings. Yeah. So, um, we will circle back to that conversation probably in a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, I did have an, a really cool opportunity to um, catch up with the guy who I subbed out for myself hmm. for this gig this past weekend. Um, still in the process of getting all of that settled. But, um, you know, he borrowed some of my gear. He came back and uh, and we just kind of like decompressed and kind of talked about the situation. And, um, you know different positions of a band get the opportunity to hang out with other guys who are kind of in the same situation that they are. Lead singers don't get that luxury very often. Hmm. So it was kind of cool. Just like sit with a guy who was like, his job was to play guitar and sing in the bands that he's normally in. So, um, that part was kind of unique and cool. Uh, cause we don't normally get that, uh, get that luxury, but, um, uh, you know, it it all ended up working out really well, and he was definitely the right guy for the job, and he will definitely be the first call for things in our future. Great. So, um, it, you know, it it all it all worked out really well, and um, you know, it's it's good to make those connections and try to find opportunities where you can find somebody who can kind of step into your spot and do the things that you do, so that you can do other things. And, uh, that's, that's how that worked out. And I'm super grateful that, uh, everything went the way it went. It's great. So. Any other, uh, words of wisdom, chunky moments of, uh, insight, uh, <laughs> <laughs> chunky moments of insight. The band that's going to be the, the name of the, uh, the podcast from here on chunky out. moments of insight. Uh, no, I don't have any of those. Cool. Well, then we can just uh, shift gears into the main topic, but I did want to drop in a very uh, amazing, kind, uh, 
message that we got literally this afternoon that I think uh, is, you know, worth addressing. Uh, so this comes from uh, Christine Moser. She is the lead vocalist of a group called Finding Molly, uh, based in New England, <laughs> up in the, uh, you know, the pointy part of the U.S., uh, you can find them at findingmolly.net. And she uh, sent us something on our uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, just sent us a message. Just wanted to share some stuff with us. And this is what she had to say. Hi, just wanted to send you a quick note to say thanks for what you put out there in the world. That's good. That's good. Feel good about yeah, that. This is a good, great start. It's a great start. There, there's like five more sentences, oh. but like the first one was absolutely worth it all. All right, buckle up. I just discovered your podcast and I already made my band listen to uh, the episode early one, maybe episode five about branding. Hey, sparked a great conversation. And I think your ideas will help us market ourselves better. I'm looking forward to listening to more. And since I'm a little behind a little (laughs) (laughs) on the times, it looks like I have so much content to catch up on. Thanks again for giving so much of your time and effort towards this. Christine from finding Molly. Awesome. So that's, Super awesome. I uh, I sent her a message back. I said, you know, Dan and I started this thing a while ago and weren't 100% sure of, you know, who was listening and who would benefit. But uh, anytime we get any sort of feedback, it kind of reinforces that all of this was uh, was worth it. Yeah. So. Yep. Also, I'll say episode five branding was sort of my thesis. It was my sort of, you know. I, oh, yeah. My, that was 100% the Dan ratio. Yeah. And I, and I brought a lot of how I have thought about branding and have thought about messaging and stuff having come out of marketing and um, a lot of sort of professional background that thought about that sort of stuff. And so, uh, yeah, that's a cool one. It's cool. It's cool. I feel cool (laughs) that you name checked that one. So thank you. It's very good. Yes. Very validating for Dan Ray. Particularly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've been thinking about going back to those first few where we, we sort of came out of the gate with a, a point we wanted to make or, or, or a small handful of points we wanted to make. And, um, if we kind of stood those episodes up and did so, just like an, okay, stop on them. Um, mm-hmm. that'd be a, that'd be a fun meta episode we could do. Well, so next week you were saying that, um, you're, you're going to be out and about and, um, trying to line up an interview with a very interesting character, uh, who has done a lot of cool things that I think would, uh, our, our listenership would be super into listening to. And maybe after we get that all sorted and settled, maybe we kind of jump into that process sure. from like November till the end of the year. I think that might be the way to go. Sounds great. Cool. If we can handle our own poor production values in the first dozen episodes. Right. Well, that's kind of the point of redoing them is that we can be like, stop, yeah. don't. <laughs> Ouch. Don't start but don't start at episode two. Start at episode two hundred and whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about this week, right? It is not. It's not. What are we talking about this week? You know, there you are just being a band. Just banding it Here up. We are. Just banding it. And you get your first wedding gig. Yep. And it seems like, hey, what a plan. I'm gonna show up. I'm going to do what I do, get paid well, you know, so people get married. That's sweet. There's a lot more to it than that, isn't there? Yeah. So there's definitely like a mindset of musicians who's like, 
you know, weddings are where the money's at. Yeah. And we're going to get into that market because that's where we want to be because that's where the money is. Yep. But what people don't necessarily consider when going into or going in that direction is that the stakes for a wedding and event band of that caliber are considerably higher than most things. Yeah. So I think this week's topic is a wedding bands, a cautionary tale. Huh? Yeah. We'd said what to do when they're not expecting yet, but might be someday soon. Yes. Also that, or they may be now we don't judge. Yeah. So what, <laughs> When you're talking about expecting and you're talking about weddings and clients, what exactly are you referring to? Well, clients have expectations, don't they? They, they do. They always do. Yeah. And um, one of your jobs is to understand their expectations. And then that doesn't necessarily mean the customer's always right. It could mean the customer needs to have a conversation with you. And, um, you know, one of those things is a, a wedding... I don't know. You, when I say wedding, you have some, some visions of that flash in your head. There are images that for you mean wedding, but we, guess what? Yep. Not everybody shares those same images. And there are couples who will want to do parts of those traditional things. There are couples that want to reject every part of those traditional things, come up with their own stuff. And so you should consider that there is no way a wedding is there is no is wedding. There is just this wedding. And to yep. figure out what it's going to be takes conversations, pre-gaming, pre-planning, all of that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, with Dan having the experience he had a couple of weeks back when he got the opportunity to DJ for his own bandmates wedding. Yep. And then us with the, you know, double wedding back to back, uh, double feature in the coming weeks. You know, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things that you have to take into consideration and um, some stuff that you've got to be willing to communicate to your potential clients because weddings are what we consider high stakes. Yep. If you want to get into that particular lane of work, You've got to have a very specific mindset around customer service. Mm -hmm. You've also have, you also need to have a very specific way of communicating to your potential clients because the main challenge when it comes to weddings is primarily meeting expectations. And second of all, setting expectations based on your experience. Mm -hmm. Because for the most part, if you are in a band who does weddings, you are speaking and uh, coordinating with a group of people who have not done what you have done before. Yep. So uh, to kind of clarify that further down, uh, they've never been married before, but you have played enough weddings to know how things should and should not go. A great example of what we're talking about is the first dance 
bridal party moment of the reception. So this is going to vary from, you know, local market and, you know, experience level country, you know, wherever it is that you are. By couple. But yeah, even that. So, you know, typically uh, when the bride and groom show up, there's going to be this moment where uh, you announce the bridal party and all of the you know, bridesmaids and groomsmen and all of that. And then there's these, this first dance section where the bride and groom do their first dance. And then the, uh, bride and their father do a dance. And then the groom and their mother do a dance. And you've got to kind of navigate and MC that particular part of the ceremony. And if you, you know, for most folks, when you go into that kind of conversation, they're like, we want, these three songs for this particular moment in the, uh, in the evening. And then you have to have the conversation. It's like, look, these songs are great. Uh, but nobody in your, uh, in your guest list wants to watch you dance the entire, like recording of this song. And that's the thing. Often, often that first dance is a verse and a chorus. Yep. Same goes with the other ones. So, yep. you know, we, um, with one of these, uh, these weddings, they, they're like, here are the three songs we want. I was like, I had to email them back and I was like, listen, you've got over 25 minutes of music right here. Yeah. And nobody in your, uh, on your guest list wants to watch you do this for nearly half an hour. Yeah. They especially don't want to watch the, you know, groom mother dance that according to you should last over six minutes hmm. and include a key change. Nobody needs to watch a key change with her mom. Yeah. So, you know, I think with a lot of bands, um, you know, the bridal party or the, you know, the wedding party wants you to play the, like those first dance moments. But I typically push back on that and go, I think you should use just the original recordings because they don't need to last the length of the actual song. And it gives us the opportunity to fade things out and, and kind of move things in a more uh, orchestrated and, you know, uh, organized fashion. Well, look, that end, as they think these through, they've, they've, they've imagined this moment. They've imagined this moment a lot. And there's a song in their head as they're imagining it. It's the song they love. That's song they want to dance to. And what's in their head is not the band's interpretation of that song, right? They imagine, they imagine getting, you know, coming close to each other and looking in each other's eyes as that intro piano part is playing. And yep. if that intro piano part happens with the guitarist riffing in the chords, cause he learned this song this week and he doesn't have that, you know, like, that's not the moment they they plan. They plan the moment with the, yeah. the way it's recorded. So right. do it do it with the recording. It's just there's no point trying to have the band get their heads around a song that you have particular visions about. Yeah. And when we do those kinds of things, we um we sent a, a survey. We are a big fan of Survey Monkey. Uh, you know, in in that world. You you want to do a couple of things. You want to have the latitude to 
kind of create the experience that you're able to mm-hmm. while also doing your best to accommodate the things that the bride and groom are looking for. Now, it's not necessarily a situation, uh, you know, we kind of, we've mentioned this on, you know, multiple episodes talking about kind of like the Henry Ford approach where it's like, well, if I ask, you know, my customers what they want, they'd ask for faster horses. But you should always take the client sensibilities in, you know, to heart when you are planning out the evening in regards to song selection. Yep. So, um, you know, with the way that we do it is that we send a survey out that has our full song list on it. Everything we know for the most part. The first question is, what songs do you absolutely need to hear? Right. And a bunch of check marks. You check the boxes of the songs that you want. The second one is, what songs of that list do you absolutely not want to hear? And that gives us the opportunity to pull things that we don't necessarily need to play. And then the third question is- And it informs you stylistically. Those two things tell you a lot about what these people are and what they want to hear. And yeah. And then the last question is, what are some songs that we missed or that you want to hear? That's good. You always preface each of those categories and those questions with, due to time constraints, we may not be able to honor all of these requests, but it allows you to- do a couple of things. One, it makes you um, appear accommodating to the client and it gives you the opportunity to tweak the songs that you would normally do to make them feel accommodated and, you know, understood. And it's a good opportunity to onboard new songs that you normally don't play. So it's kind of like a threefold kind of, you know, beneficial thing. Yeah. And, you know, for the most part, I think most clients are going to go, I trust you. Yeah. So you, you, it, it's a courtesy that you provide them, but they're ultimately going to go, you know, you guys have done this before. Let's go ahead and lean into your expertise. I've had people, um, not really in the wedding context, but in the private event space, um, mm-hmm. try to be artier than their audience would want. You know, like, I hope you're not going to be that kind of band that plays, play that funky music. Oh, we're that band. We're playing, play that funky music. And you watch what happens when we do. You better. We're a hundred percent that band. So don't, don't get, you know, don't get highfalutin on me. That's happening, right? Brick house happening. And I I did have one time a a private party um, host, like, and then later she was like, yeah, no, you were right. You know, you you know what happens. You dun, 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 but and the whole room screams and runs to the floor. That's yeah. that's how that goes. Trust me. I you know I, I've done this before, right? Um, so that's what you started talking about. Like there is a certain. I am the professional here. I know what I know what is going to work. Um, and some sometimes you just have to tell the customer they're wrong. Frankly, the customer's not always right. Yeah. Well, and also, but the way that you position those things is around experience. Yes. So yeah, you may not want to hear brick house, but ultimately we are the entertainment for your guests. Right. Do they want to hear brick house? Right. Yeah. And this playlist isn't your favorites. It's what's going to be a party for your guests. Right. 
to a certain degree. But on the same note, there is a hard rule that I adhere to when it comes to like day of decisions, because you've got a lot of people at a wedding. Yeah. And they all have their own particular sensibilities. Sure. And they all have their own particular preferences. Now, if I am playing at a wedding and a rando guest walks up to me, goes, hey, you should do X, Y, Z. My immediate response consistently is until the lady in the white dress says it's okay, Uh. I'm not doing a single thing. Yeah. And that should always be your position. Yeah. 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 Especially on the spot requests like that. Yeah. I, I accepted one when I was DJing a couple weeks ago and it was, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. Was that the, um, what was that song? Billy Joel. Yeah. Uh, not, we didn't start. No, no, no. River, river, river of dreams. Oh, river of dreams. In the middle of the night, I go walking in my sleep. It's a good song. It's just not. It's yeah. It's a good song, but it's it's just not a jam. It's not, you know, I went from, I went from, uh, she's a bad mamma jamma into that one. And it was right, like, and didn't, well, not, didn't you say hmm. you played like single ladies after it because you yes. felt so bad? Yeah, I came back out of it into single <laughs> ladies. I did. And I entered it with like, ladies and gentlemen, this one's a request. And I can't say I really know it. So good luck. <laughs> and then, yeah, two minutes and 45 seconds later. Got, yeah. got all the single ladies, yeah. all the single ladies. Yeah, yeah and then the floor filled immediately back, right back up. So that's the thing. Is that like, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, front facing, social events where you've got a really wide swath of people who are there don't overthink it right right yeah find find the most common ground find the common denominator find the things that are going to always crush regardless and frankly the dumb stuff works and look we can be snooty elitists around <laughs> no, this we stuff. we are. We are. Let's admit it. But come on. The dumb stuff works. The good stuff is good. The, go- the good stuff is dumb and it works. <laughs> I don't mind There's it a dumb. reason why <laughs> Celebration by Cool and the Gang is a song that people play. Yeah, because it works. And again, the people who make the music for the wedding are not the target demo of that particular project right right your job right. is right. to be fun and entertaining as possible yeah and and then make you know actually if, if you can be clever with some commentary if you if you like you know i got a feeling tonight's gonna be a good night like play that one great like you're saying something about the night you're saying something about the couple you're saying it's, it's a message but it's also a banger yeah um you can do that that's fine it's not just bad mamma jamma yeah so the the two tunes that we don't normally do, actually, I'll throw three in for that matter, um, that are, to me, from a wedding standpoint, kind of non-negotiable, uh, are going to be- Wait, non-negotiable in, out loud. in or out? No, in. Okay. So, Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. Mm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee Whiskey. Sure. Because we're in the South. Sure. And the third one is, oh, Sugar. Rune 5, Rune sure. Five. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
So those are the three that like. Did I tell you I'm, do, I'm, I'm rocking that one up and doing it with the band? Well, you had said that you were like considered it, but we we hadn't quite moved. I to, had to um, that level. I had a, a a track for it, but then we just tried it with a little a little little fuzz on it and uh, turned it into a rock tune, and it works really really well. I can't yeah. hit that high note, but Taylor can. So between us, we can get the whole song covered. So yeah, I'm I'm the um, the engine for that tune and. The one that I that, like the uh, it's like the third or fourth kind of pass on the on the um, on the chorus where you're like you're trying to do the show me good looking make me all right but like full voice yeah that's where things kind of either go or don't go <laughs> depending on how the night's going right, you know right right but yeah you know as as uh, controversial as Maroon Five is currently. <laughs> In the uh, the public zeitgeist, yeah. that is one of those songs, and the um, you 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 cannot argue with that music video. That was an absolute oh, genius marketing, hundred percent, and, and it made that song a wedding song. hundred like, percent. There's no reason that song should have been a wedding song, but it is the wedding song because of the video. One hundred percent. So good. It's a it's great for that per- yeah. that exact reason. Yeah. yeah. So. Now listen, do you have a dinner set? So it depends on the uh, client request. In our world, we are we do one of two things. We either do like a an acoustic solo loopy cocktail set, uh-huh. or we do house music. Right. So the the party that I'm doing in Asheville on the 23rd Saturday after um, Thanksgiving, uh, which is a wedding, but the weddings already happened. It's just the reception part. Um, right. We're going to do acoustic for cocktail hour and then a, a song list DJed, but pre-canned yep. for dinner and then, and then the band. So the yep. point is there are moving parts to a wedding that are not at all like me and my band doing our thing. Um, I one time saw, I don't know if I've told this story, one of the bands in my local market that is super inspiring and they're not around anymore. They're called the radio narcs mm-hmm. and um, yep. the three guys who are in it are all doing separate stuff now. So yep. they're not around anymore, but they really inspired my sense of like through designing a medley. And they were the ones in, in this town doing that. My yep. company that I was working for at the time hired them to play our Christmas party. It's the first time I ever mm. saw them. They were amazing. But during dinner, they were too damn loud, man. Like nobody could talk. They were doing the whole, you know, and somewhere in that intervening year, they got picked up by a booking company and their whole act got cleaned up and matured a lot. And at the mm-hmm. next year's Christmas party, they had a dinner set and it Ooh. was, it was chilled out and laid back, but still them and energetic. Mm-hmm. They did that like a jazzed out creep, all instrumental. That mm-hmm. was great. And, uh, and, and a bunch of other things, you know, some jazz and some all kinds of things. And then through, through it the hell down at the dance part of the night. But you know, it was a real lesson for me, like the difference that a planned low key background music dinner mix, you know, a dinner set can make. And they commanded a bunch more money because they were able to do that. Well, and I think a lot of it, when you're getting into this market without a lot of experience, you don't know what you don't know. 100%. And having somebody from the outside go, okay, you need X, Y, and Z in mm-hmm. order for this to be viable mm-hmm. is super important. We've talked about <clears throat> the things that you need to be able to do in order to switch gears from like a bar gig kind of thing to a private 
gig kind of thing. Yep. And outside of certain core competencies and like having some paperwork that you can send to a client, a lot of it has to do with those kinds of things. Like these are the components you need in order to uh, be able to pitch to these kinds of clients because that's what they're looking for. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with flexibility because, you know, whether your band can do, you know, a wedding is kind of negligible because the quality of the product isn't necessarily that contingent on, you know, the the fee that you can draw, mm -hmm. but it's got more to do with your willingness to engage on the customer service level your willingness to engage on the relationship level and your willingness to engage on the flexibility of those kinds of events. That's right. That's right. You know, for corporate parties and that kind of thing, it involves very little, you know, insight. They go, we're going to sign this contract where you do two sets and da, 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 da. And you guys do what you do. Yep. For weddings, it's like, I need you to do these songs specifically. I need you to do this at this time. I need you to take a break at this time. And it's very, very granular and very, um, you have to be willing to just like get into the minutia of the event and just say yes as much as possible. Yep. Yep. So. And I think the other thing to say is we're talking about a band that does corporate gigs, ticketed gigs, bar gigs, wedding gigs, right? Yep. There is a thing called a wedding band and that's a mm -hmm. whole other animal. That is, yep. you're designed with a particular brand, a particular market in place. Everything you do is aimed at that. Um, you're assumed to be super pro at the moving parts of a wedding. Whereas, you know, a band that does a few weddings may not, I don't know, the they should be kind of experienced, but it's not, it's not at the same level. So yep. that's a whole different thing. We're really not talking about, um, the discipline of a capital W capital B wedding band, right? That's a, yep. it's a kind of a different animal. And it, but that being said, if you have the fortitude yeah. in the, <laughs> in it, it like capital F fortitude, yeah. uh, to handle those kinds of things, uh, you have the potential of a money printing for sure. operation for sure especially like through the summer spring Oof. Whew, big time it's a lot yeah but like anything else you have to be willing to compromise yes there are some contingencies that you just have to just you got to be willing to do yeah and and i know for some of our listeners it's going to come as a shock, but nobody came to the wedding to hear your band. It's not a thing. Nope. Yeah. And so the thing that you provide is to be simultaneously memorable and forgettable. Yeah. Unless somebody comes up strange. and asks for your card, nobody should remember your name. Nope. It's very, very weird. Yeah. But we do it. We do it because it uh, it's a great way to um, to kind of put yourself out there. Because people do and, come up and ask for your card. That is absolutely oh, a thing. Hundred percent, absolutely a thing. 
And if you're playing at weddings, you are playing to an audience of people who are either well-established, who could use you for events that are more mature than weddings. You are playing in front of people who have not been married yet, who could use a band for an upcoming wedding. You're playing for single people who have no idea how any of this works, right. but may want you to play yeah, for a thought party. You, thought you were neat and who knows. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you've got to be all things to all people, but ultimately the people you need to please. And by people, I mean person is the uh, the one <laughs> the one person Lady in the white. white. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It is what it is. It is. But that's how it works. It is. And also, I think that, you know, we put so much thought and effort into this has to be absolutely perfect and all of these things have to happen. And ultimately, all of that time and effort into execution is ultimately forgotten. Yeah. Because if you've done your job, nobody thinks about your your set at all. That's right. And here's the thing. If anything goes wrong, within a few years, you're a cute story. And they don't remember your name to blame you for it. Nope. And it's a it's a, it also it's also a fun marketing kind of ploy because uh, you know when people ask us about weddings, I was like, well, we're at a a hundred percent success rate. Right. We've got zero divorces yep. from weddings. So we're, we're the band you want. Yep. Yep. It's it's uh, and even if there is, you don't you don't have to tell people about that. Again, this is the uh, this is the uh, States premiere, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> That's right. You just leave. That's right. <laughs> you just leave that part That's out. That's right. The world's finest. Okay. Any parting words? I think, I think we, we, we really landed the plane. I feel like we did. No, I have, cool. I have no parting words. Well, guys, uh, best of luck to you because while um, weddings are a great income stream and a good business model, it is super stressful. Can be. And you've got to have a certain um, kind of mindset and uh, CS customer service uh, fortitude in order to make those clients and those kinds of gigs work, gigs work for you. So best of luck to you. Yep. And have fun. Have fun and uh, make sure everybody else has fun too. That's, that's the gig. And that's that. Well, folks, Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, if you are interested in the prospect of doing this kind of work, check out the website. We've got uh, links to blank contracts and artist writers for these kinds of gigs. Uh, if you know somebody hits you up, you need to have something to give them so that they know that you know what you're talking about. So just to interrupt, for this party on the 23rd, I used your contract and I customized it for them and I I laid it out and I sent it to them. And um, one of the things your writer calls for is a private dressing room for the band. Yup. And my host slash bride, but already married, got back to me and said, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they have that. And I said, well, look, it's not a deal breaker, but it'd be far more comfortable for us if we had a place to be. You know, I know we're welcome at the party too, but you know, just be great if I had a place that my bassist could change her clothes, you know, like, you know, um, and she went and figured it out. She went to the venue and like figured out how to get us a space. And as as long as we promise not to spill anything in it, 
that was what the venue coordinator said. Um, then she's got a suite for us. So, you know, ask is the point. Yeah. The, the contract gives you a sort of a framework of things to ask for. And then, you know, you can choose whether to be a, a jerk about those things if they can't happen, but how much did that contract cost you, Dan Ray? Uh, well, you sent it to me for free. Oh, uh, well, you know. It doesn't really count for me. I'm, I'm special <laughs> that way. How, would, how much would it cost, like, a listener, a non-me person? Well, a non-you person, it's it's very, very reasonable. Yes. You can do this a number of ways. Yes. You can either join the, you know, $5 tier of the Patreon. Uh, you, or if you, you Let's say you're not interested in that. You're like, nah, yeah. I don't want to get help from people in real time about the things that I want to do. Be part of a community about something the, that, care, that I care about? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I hate no. community. Uh, I hate, uh, I hate, uh, I hate like-minded people. Yeah. Well, guess what? The blank contract and writer package on the website is on sale right now. Oof. 25 bones. Boom. You can get it. And you owe no one anything after the fact. You never have to you chat. Get the bl- nope. You can get the blank contract itself for 20, the uh, writer blank contract itself for 20, or you can get the whole shebang for 25 or five bucks a month. Patreon, get it all. Get it all. That's crazy. You should do that. Crazy. Yep. And we'll put the link for both of those ding dongs in the description or the show notes. Show notes. Yep. Sorry, I'm in like I'm totally in YouTube mode. <laughs> it's all right. I know I know the culture. Well, and this week's YouTube video is a condensed version of the uh my band is a bunch of dick bags. Should I quit? <laughs> That's all YouTube. It's all uh, Reddit talks about. Like yep. Band me- our our band members is all like, here's why my band is I'm in high school. My oh, band yeah. sucks. That's right. I have big dreams, but none of my high school buddies have big dreams. Wow. Well, they're not gonna, pal. Yep. That's how that works. There it is. So, I think we did it. I think we, we did, did it. it all. I think we did it plus. For sure. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. We could do it without you, but why would we? We did for a while, but it, we're glad not to have oh, to now. Oh, so long. Yeah. And I was so grateful to hear from Christine to remind oh, us that awesome. we had, but we don't have to anymore. That's right. And if you are uh, in the New England area, check out Finding Molly at findingmolly.net. They are fantastic. Uh, they they have a female front person, but they also do some co-ed stuff. It's very much in the members-only lane of like the fun stuff that we like normally do. So uh, if you are into what I'm into, findingmolly.net is the place you should go cool. or recommend to other clients. We'll let our buddy Adam from the Van Band take it from here. That being said, we will go ahead and call it for this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast for the week of October 21st, 2022. Have a great week. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. 
you subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all their socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook, at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M BAND. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit CoverBandConfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it. For Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida, that was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! (laughs) 